0: Hey, it's Monday, May 11th. This is Megan Chapa, host of Travel Your Podcast. And maybe you had a Disney World or Disney-themed vacation canceled. And I'm hoping that this will give you an even better insight into the place you're going to visit in the future, because you will. Shanghai is about to open. Maybe. It's actually today they're supposed to open. And the other parks, I'm sure, will open soon. They already have plans to make that safe for everyone. But as you go around that park, you should know that the man that dreamt that up, overcame some incredible adversity many, many times in order to make that dream happen. And many people said that it wouldn't happen. And so today, this episode is going to give you extra insight into that with um, an expert in the field, Dr. Disneyland. You can find links to all his stuff in the top right if you click on his face. Also, this is a video episode. And so if you want to watch the video interview with Dr. Jeffrey Barnes, you can. Um, there's a YouTube link in the um in the show notes or just search it on search my name on actually it's probably just easier just to go to the show notes and then click youtube um, and just you know for the giveaway updates last week we are giving away the um, insulated tumbler with the travel dreaming travel radio podcast logo on it i'll announce the winner tomorrow because you can still enter today um, you can go to the website you can go to any social media place you'll be able to find the entry link and then also Today Jeff is giving away some awesome things. He's giving away signed copies of both of his books, and he's actually a professional speaker that he should be on a touring circuit right now doing, you know, large corporate events, pharmaceutical conventions, military events, Girl Scout troops, everything. Actually not Girl Scout troops. I'm just throwing it out there because I think a Girl Scout troop should win. But he's giving away his books. And he's giving away um, an hour of Q&A time or presentation to any group that, you know, wants him as a speaker because he is just generous and giving of his time. So I am super thankful for that. And it is, I mean, it is an awesome awesome opportunity to have all your questions answered about Walt Disney or to present a theme of leadership or you know overcoming adversity or life lessons from or things that were invented in Disney World. There's so much that he could speak on that he doesn't need notes or anything. It's just there because he's read everything and done everything with Walt Disney or about Walt Disney, I should say. So anyway, without further ado, please enter the contest. Um, you can do that a lot of ways. There's a link in the show notes to the giveaway page but also you could do a number of things that would help me out in the world of you know bean counters one would be to review the podcast on itunes or wherever you're listening and then the other would be you know sign up for the newsletter like on social media like facebook instagram i'm on a lot twitter all those places and um, or even subscribe to the youtube channel that'd be cool too And that's all. And I thank you for listening and uh, enjoy this second round of listener give back appreciation type events. And thank you, Jeff Barnes, for being on the podcast once again. All right. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to Travel Radio Podcast. This is a video edition and I am privileged today to have Dr. Jeffrey Barnes on the program with me. You may recall Dr. Jeffrey Barnes is also known as Dr. Disneyland. That is because he teaches the only accredited course in Disney in the United States. He is an expert on the history and motivation and uh, resilience of Walt Disney. So I'm going to stop introducing him because he'll do a better job himself. So welcome to the program, Jeff.
1: Hello, Megan. How are you?
0: Good. Just locked down.
1: Yeah. I, um, you know, I've been doing a lot of these interviews of late and, uh, I, I typically have been starting them with these words. Wow. This is, uh, this is one fine mess.
0: That, that's pretty accurate. It's pretty accurate. Yeah. Oh, so, um, happy VE day.
1: Yeah. You know, um. A big big celebration and i know that uh, you're in uh, you're in europe you're in england and
0: uh, big deal uh, here a,
1: a, a proud day uh a, as an american and uh you know a thrill to be celebrating it in uh, in, in in england for sure and uh mm-hmm. you know i i think as, uh, as as disney fans uh you know something certainly to celebrate cuz uh you know walt had a had a, had a big hand to um a, a big hand in all of, all of that. I don't know that a lot of people realize this, but uh, the day that uh, the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor, the army took over the studio in Burbank that afternoon. Mm-hmm. And, and you know Walt made a commitment to um, you know sacrifice the studio and immediately go into the development of you know cartoons, animation, shorts, and produced what were essentially, uh, propaganda films, you know, for the purpose of training and, you know, war bond, of, you mm-hmm. know, pictures, you know, pretty much at cost. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, for the next four years, they basically made no money at all. Yeah. Um, but he was willing to make that sacrifice, uh, for the, for the sake of the country and for the sake of the war effort. And, um, you know, as a result, you know, we we can celebrate VE Day many, many years later uh, because of individuals like Walt Disney and the sacrifices that he and so many others were willing to make during that effort.
0: Yes, interesting. They really make the, the military um, appreciation here and remembrance, uh, it's pretty, they look pretty far back, but also... Because it is an island, and because of the proximity to Germany, everywhere you turn there is a war memorial, and you know the families are are still in the area, so they can trace it back really far. It's it's a wild thing. I mean, it's but so like uh, in a couple minutes, my husband's going outside to have separate but together the right. EA drinks with my neighbors, so. Um, and yeah, so it'll be really nice, but that's just not something that we have done in the States before. So I'm right, really excited yeah. to do that. And, well, and, it, with it.
1: And, and, and it was sort of a shared experience during World War II and it, 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 it kind of harkens back to what I think we're all experiencing right now with COVID-19. Um, you know, we're all going through this together very differently, yeah, but together nonetheless. And you know, the, the Queen gave a very moving speech a few weeks ago, and, you know, she referenced what, uh, you know, England went through during World War II. And, yeah. you know, she harkened back to that experience and harkened back to some of those, uh, you know, memories. And, you know, I think she did a great job. You know, we went through that and we got through that together, and, you know, we'll get through this as well
0: yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, not to divert too much, but I mean, my, <laughs> I do not live in like an area where people have gardening skills. We'll put it we'll put it like that, you know, like this people buy the groceries in this neighborhood. But like we have all pulled up our backyards. We are growing vegetables. It's cool, and we're sharing plants, and we just had our first tomato plant sprout like five minutes ago so yeah there's some real um community building that are hap- that's happening in this you know very sad time but um, right. but anyway let's i mean let's start with something we can all relate to well most a lot a lot of people can relate to and that is interrupted plans uh, things happening to us that are out of our control and knowing that things will change and get better but we've got to overcome adversity Um, and in the travel industry and for all the travelers out there. That's exactly the position we're in right now. And there's no better example of, you know, overcoming adversity and surviving and then thriving than Walt Disney. So you're kind of the expert on this. So I wanted to have you on (laughs) to be, you know, a motivator to people. And also, before I forget, let me... So it's on the bottom of the screen, but will will you tell people kind of your passion project right now and where they can find it.
1: Yeah, so um we've been doing a lot of um you know updating and writing on the blog uh, mm-hmm. and you can find the blog at thewisdomofwalt.com because I know people need inspiration, people need motivation, they need that spark of encouragement and mm-hmm. the blog is 100% free. And yeah. so if you feel discouraged, if you're tired of social media, If you're tired of negativity in the news and, you know, you need the hope, you need the encouragement that Disney provides, I want to be able to give you that. And so, again, you can find it at thewisdomofwaltz.com. And, you know, the blog is 100% free. All you need to do is, you know, subscribe to it by way of the email address. And some of the new content uh, you can find, you know, the first most recent post was entitled, the next right thing, a very popular post, um, a line that came out of Frozen Two. I know a lot of <laughs> us feel "quote unquote" frozen right now. Yeah, you know, the world is a hundred percent shut down, and you know, if you if you don't know what the future holds, if you don't know what to do next, um, you know, maybe the best thing you can do is "quote unquote" the next right thing. And so, uh, you know, in in the midst of a global pandemic. You know, you don't have to figure out next week, next month, next year. Uh, maybe the best thing you can do is the next right thing. And sometimes that is something as simple as getting up and taking a shower. Yeah. Taking a walk, doing the dishes. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it's not much. Uh, but again, it's it, it's just the next right thing. And I think the line and all of that, Megan, that really resonated with people is we are living in a world where we've lost all of our structure. We've lost all of our routine. We're living in a world where every single day looks like Saturday, but feels like Monday.
0: Yeah. And I might right? suggest that the next right thing be to just put on your Monday clothes.
1: Yeah. That and, it really and, helps. And just You know, you know, just, just keep moving forward. Just yeah. do whatever feels like quote unquote the next right thing. And then you know the next post that came after that um, was was entitled "The Light at the End of the Tunnels," and it was really about Walt and um, you know him losing his first successful cartoon character, um, which has kind of been forgotten. Little fellow by the name of Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, but it was out of that um, loss, out of that desperation, that he came up with Mickey Mouse. I think we've all heard of Mickey Mouse. Yeah, the world's (laughs) most popular and profitable cartoon character. And, you know, Mickey um, debuted in November of 1928. And, you know, November of 1928 is almost on the very eve of the Great Depression. And, um, you know, it was Mickey Mouse and his indomitable spirit that got us as a country, got us as a world through the next dozen years of that awful economic depravity. And, um, you know, just like we needed Mickey Mouse during the 1930s, during the Great Depression, we need Mickey Mouse now. Um, you know, Mickey doesn't give us a high five. He gives us a high four because he only <laughs> has four fingers. And there's a great story behind, you know, the reason why for that. Well, wait, don't um, tell
0: us why. It. Let's talk about the exciting well, um, thing.
1: <laughs> the reason why is um, it, it's simple um, economy of scale uh, yeah. by by you know, when they, when they first were were hand-drawing Mickey Mouse by cutting his fingers down to four versus five, it literally saved millions of dollars in hand-drawn animation costs over the years. And, um, and it's
0: fine and they, because they gave him a thumb and mice don't have thumbs anyway.
1: Exactly. It's already not real. And it's fine. You, um, <laughs> yeah. But if you've ever been to one of the Disney parks, uh, one of the Magic Kingdoms, you know that there is a giant floral mickey greeting you at at the entrance uh to the magic kingdom and then you have to make a choice are you going to go left or right are you going to enter one of the tunnels the entrance on the main street usa stage left or stage right Mm -hmm. and i talk about the light at the end of those quote unquote tunnels and i know we're all looking for the light at the end of this tunnel Mm -hmm. and you know when you when you grab hold of mickey mouse's hand Um, when you have Mickey as your partner, that indomitable spirit that we're all holding on to these days, you don't just have the light at the end of those tunnels, you're going to find a castle at the end of the street. And um, I think that's what we all want to hold on to these days. And I know for our travel planners out there, um, nobody's booking travel, nobody's going to Disneyland, nobody's going to Walt Disney World. But there is hope, there is light, there is a castle at the end of the street. I mean, the good news this week is Shanghai is opening later this month, and we just got news this morning that um, they're sold out. Now, it's limited oh capacity, right? But um, they are opening, and they are sold out. So um, wow. that's good news. That's hope. That's, that's the light at the end of the tunnels, the castle at the end of the street that I was writing uh, up about in, in, in the blog just, just last week. Yeah. And so, you know, Walt Disney failed more often than he succeeded. He was unbelievably resilient. And in the midst of our own crises right now, the, the two individuals or groups of individuals that I am most worried and most concerned about are our Disney cast members, because they're all furloughed and our travel planners because um, you know they're um, you know they're they really having a, 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 a difficult difficult time. Yeah, and, there are a lot know, of my, travel my, plus, my,
0: Sorry, there are a lot of travel so, planners that listen, and I hope absolutely. that they'll watch and and, and, and be motivated. And all I can say
1: is, um, do the next right thing. Stay positive. Keep moving forward. Be resilient. Walt failed more often than he succeeded. And um, you're gonna get through this. Well, I, I know it's talk... dark. I know it's desperate, but um, the the world's going to turn back on at some point. Yeah. And if you go back, if you go back to 1918, you know, we're at the very end of World War One, before we got out of World War One, we had our 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 own Spanish flu pandemic. I mean, the estimates for that pandemic. Is anywhere from twenty million well, to seventy million to a hundred million.
0: Can I stop and, oh, you there, there real quick?
1: It? Absolutely. Because I want to.
0: I want to go through an order so we can really see how Walt Disney went from adversity to adversity to adversity to yeah. thriving. But before we do that whole narrative, I want to talk about the very generous thing that you are going to do for a watcher or listener, um, and. First, we'll start with the little thing, which is not little because they're amazing. You're going to give away a a pair of signed copies of your books. Yes. Which is awesome. And then additionally, you are graciously going to uh, give an hour of your time to an organization or a couple. I mean, I don't know. Get your girlfriends together. Get your Girl Scout group together. (laughs) um, A university class Jeff is going to uh, host a live Q&A session with you from now until we said June 4th, one hour of time with Jeff where he'll do a presentation on motivation, success, overcoming adversity, innovation, any of those things. Um, Jeff's an expert on them all and he's donating an hour of his time to brighten up your community. So there'll be an entry form in you know wherever you're watching this, YouTube below, Facebook below, instagram below and um, there'll be an entry form just click it and you'll just add your email address and we'll um we'll pick the winner on well oh, i wrote i wrote it down now i know i thought i wrote it down i looked it up but i didn't write it down it is going to be excuse me on the 19th of may is when we'll, we'll announce it so anyway be sure to enter that because it's an awesome opportunity if you haven't seen jeff speak in person it's really engaging. So, um, there you go. So thank you, Jeff.
1: You're welcome. So yeah, free, uh, free set of signed books, the wisdom of Walt leadership lessons from the happiest place on earth. So that's a Disneyland centric book. And then the follow up beyond the wisdom of Walt life lessons from the most magical place on earth. So that's a Walt Disney world centric book. And then, um, an hour of, um, remote, uh, whatever webinar, seminar, whatever you need to call it, um, of, of my time with your team, and you can you can pick the topic. It can be history of Disneyland, history of Walt Disney World. It can be on you know resilience, um, you know customer experience, guest experience. Whatever you want it to be, we'll mold it and shape it into uh, whatever is going to meet or fit your
0: particular needs awesome thank you so much that's going to be good yeah all right let's go to um let's get to some of these things that walt disney just charged through, or maybe didn't charge through but you know what i'm saying he overcame <laughs> these things so let's let's start with the first thing you survived and he survived he was infected with and he did survive the um, spanish flu and also jeff let me ask you real quick would you slide a little bit to your left Because the camera's, yes, great, thank you. Because it was cropping it a little bit. Perfect. Okay, Spanish flu, go. So in
1: 1918, um, just as we're getting ready to wrap up World War One, the Spanish flu hit, which really didn't come out of Spain. That's a whole nother story. Um, But this version of the flu, would end up wiping out somewhere between 20 and 100 million people around the world and somewhere between 600 and 675,000 Americans. Mm. And Walt Disney desperately wants to um, leave um, his miserable childhood and go off on this great adventure in Europe and, and enlist in the army. Uh, his, his parents do not want to see this happen. He's only 16 years of age. And the best his mother will allow is for him to join the Ambulance Corps. Mm. And so she uh, helps him in, in doctoring the documents and gets him into the Red Cross Ambulance Corps in Chicago.
0: I can't imagine a mom doing that. I mean...
1: Well, yeah. but, but three of his older brothers have already run away from home. Oh my gosh. And so her argument is if he joins the ambulance Corps, at least I'll know where he is. Uh, and so she she helps him and he, he goes off to training in Chicago. And get this, Megan, a burned out amusement park. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of irony there, right? Yeah. And and, and as he starts his training in fall of nineteen eighteen, the Spanish flu sweeps through the Windy City. And, and Walt comes down with it and he, he lives in Chicago and he's taken by ambulance, not to a local hospital because the hospitals are so dangerous that, you know, he's basically told if we take you to a hospital, you're almost certainly dead. Yeah. So we're going to take you home instead. Oh my gosh. His mother nurses him and his sister back to health before she catches the flu as well. They all survive. Oh. Few. Walt goes back to his unit and discovers they've already shipped out. He's assigned to another unit, is sent to Connecticut. and by the time all of this has happened, World War One is over. And, oh. and we know the end of World War One today as Veterans Day, you know, November 11th, right? Yeah, and and Walt's just devastated. The entire country is celebrating the end of the Great War, or what we know as World War One today. And Walt is like, "Dadgummit, I, I, I missed Miss- my chance. I, I, I missed my great adventure." Mm-hmm. But a week later, they rouse everyone up in his unit at around three a.m. and they're like, 50 guys going to France." Okay. And Walt's like, "Well, certainly it's not going to be me." And it turns out. The 50th guy called is Walter Elias Disney. And so by the end of that day, he's on a transport ship headed to France. And uh, I I write about this in um, the uh, Next Right Thing blog. There's Mm -hmm. this great picture of Walt in France. And he's got this cartoon drawn on the side of the ambulance that he drove. Yeah following the end of World War One, mm-hmm. But what I think is really interesting about that entire story is, I mean, the death rate in World War One was just catastrophic. And the only thing worse was the death rate from the Spanish flu. Mm-hmm. And Walt miraculously managed to miss both. He mm-hmm. didn't die in World War One because he never really was a combatant. Mm-hmm. And he didn't die from the Spanish flu either, despite having contracted it. And, you know, stop for a moment and just ask yourself, oh, my gosh, what if Walt had died from either? It would be a
0: very different world. Exactly. Yeah, and people haven't read your books. There are some surprising things that you might take for granted in your life that came out of Mm -hmm. Disney. I won't give them away. They're really good books that you should read. And and at least the first one is available on audiobook. Is the second one?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. They're all available. Um, hardback, soft cover, uh, Kindle and audio.
0: Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So he survives these two major events and then the great depression happens.
1: Well, he comes home, starts his first studio and it lasts all of 18 months goes bankrupt. Uh. And following the bankruptcy, he then boards a train for California with all of $40, a single suitcase and a one-way ticket, Megan. He's not coming back. Did He's mama all in know a that? Of coming to California and making this thing happen. Mm-hmm. And once he comes to California, he then founds not Lafagram Studio, which is the failed studio in Kansas City, but the Disney Brothers studio that, oh, by the way, today is the largest entertainment company anywhere in the world. But that's only following the failure and the bankruptcy in Kansas City. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's there that he creates Oswald. And of course, he loses Oswald. Yeah. And it's only after losing Oswald that he comes up with Mickey Mouse. And, um, you know, he creates Mickey Mouse again on the eve of the Great Depression. And um, the Great Depression, everyone else in Hollywood is struggling not Walt. Walt actually thrives during the Great Depression. And then, um, you know, the studio gets taken over for army training uh, during World War II. And it's the Disney studio that really struggles as a result of the war effort. And so it really is sort of a back and forth, uh, you know, process. And I think, you know, all of our listeners can certainly identify, you know, with that. You're going to have your ups, you're going to have your downs. Uh, you know, success and failure is never a linear, you know, straight line, you know, process. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There probably isn't a person amongst us right now who isn't in a downward spiral, who isn't in some sort of valley. Mm -hmm. Um, Or is it hurting for
0: someone they know?
1: Yeah. And I'll speak directly to the travel planners uh, right now. Today, May 9th, Nikki and I, we were supposed to be on a direct flight to take our dream trip to Tokyo Disneyland. Yeah. My number one bucket list trip. Yeah. And it's canceled. Not happening. Because nobody these days is going anywhere. Um, but it'll happen. Yeah. This isn't going to last forever and think about world war 1, think about the spanish flu, but it didn't take long to recover because when you get to the 1920s, I mean when you think about the 1920s historically, we immediately associate them with what? the roaring 20s. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we got back on our feet pretty quickly. So it's it's going to be okay.
0: It's going to be and okay
1: when Walt was coming back from New York City after losing Oswald the not-so-lucky rabbit.
0: And we should say he was stolen, correct?
1: um, Well, when he had signed the distribution deal for Oswald, he had signed away the rights to the character as well. Oh, he got Tony Braxton. he goes to New York looking for a bigger and better contract. Yeah. And when he asked for that bigger and better contract, he basically had the character taken away from him. Yeah. And he's staring bankruptcy all over in the he's staring bankruptcy in the face all over again. And rather than giving up, he becomes resourceful. And he remembers a little character, i.e., a mouse, who had kept him company during those dark days as he was facing bankruptcy in the studio in Kansas City. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. that's when he sketched out the first story that would become You know, playing crazy or Steamboat Willie, i.e., Mickey Mouse, and I and I think the key point there is, you know, right now we can panic or we can pivot, and I don't know about you, but I'm kind of sick of the word pivot these days. But that's our choice. (laughs) We can um, we can implode or we can innovate. Mm -hmm. We can retreat or we can be resourceful. Yeah. And Walt 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 made the decision to pivot. He he made the choice to innovate. He made the choice to be resourceful. And those are the exact same choices that all of us are facing right now. He chose a different and better story. And the world is better as a result.
0: Was he a married person at this time?
1: By the time he went to New York to negotiate what he thought would be a bigger and better contract, yes, he and, and Lily were married in 19, let's see, 19, uh, 1925. Mm -hmm. So in 1928, Lily went with him to New York city. And in fact, he, when he was coming up with Mickey Mouse on the train ride home, he showed the first sketch to Lily and Lily thought the character was adorable and asked, Walt, what are you going to name him? And Walt said, well, I'm, I'm thinking of naming him Mortimer. And Lily said, oh, nah. no, Walt, that, that name is much too heavy. Why don't you name him Mickey instead? And it was Roy who later said, thank God <laughs> we didn't name him Mortimer.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't fall off the tongue the same way.
1: No, not at all. And it's great because if you come to the Disneyland Resort and you go to the second gate or second park, Disney California Adventure, when you walk down Buena Vista Street, Buena Vista Street tells the story of Walt coming to California in 1923 following the bankruptcy of laugh o Studio. And you walk down that street and you end at Carthay Circle Theater, which is where Snow White premiered in 1937. Cool. But at the start of the street, on the left is the Oswald the Lucky Rabbit gas station. Mm-hmm. Across from Oswald is the Mortimer Mouse fruit stand, which is honoring the original name oh, of yes, was going to be Mickey. <laughs> so yeah. it's kind of cool. If you know those backstories, you, you you get it. And I don't know that every guest really does.
0: No, they don't. But they also haven't toured with you, which is something your students get to do, which is exciting. So
1: Right. So and then there's one more thing. OK, before Walt ever got on the train, leaving New York City to come back to California, he sent Roy a telegram and said, leaving New York, stopping in Kansas City, we'll be home Sunday morning. Everything is going to be OK. All
0: right. I'll take Think it. about
1: that. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think that's the last word, not just to the travel agents, but to everyone do the next right thing, stay positive. Everything is going to be okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're ebbing and flowing in success. We're having setbacks. And then, um, and then when was it that things like, how long was it? What else did he have to do before things just took off? Because he had setbacks in opening the park, right, and even getting the land, and even the infrastructure, it just kept happening, right?
1: <laughs> well, uh, I mean, for for I mean, with, with Mickey, it was Mickey was almost an instant and overnight success. Okay, and then um, you know his next big deal was was wanting to do Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and you know that comes out in you know the late '30s. And, and people were like, why, Walt? You're like the only person in the country, certainly Hollywood, who's making any money. Why in the world do you want to make this investment? You're, you're, you're out of your mind.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he was like, well, because I think this is going to work and we, we could do even better. And so, you know, he shows the premiere, but he still is going to have to invest, you know, millions of dollars to finish the darn thing. And... Uh, After he showed a rough cut with, again, millions more to go and somebody sent him a note and the note simply said, Walt, stick to shorts. (laughs) And he was just devastated. Yeah. And, and for years, like he never knew who sent him the note that said, stick to shorts. And, um, the person who sent him that note was his brother, Roy. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um. And, and, and again, the whole point was, we're making money, we're making more money, we're making money. Why, why do you need to take this risk? And, and again, Walt reinvented himself later with, with, with Disneyland. And when, when he opened Disneyland, why are you taking this risk? You know, we, we've got Mickey, we're doing fine with, mm. um, you know, the animated features. Why do we need to get into the amusement park business? What, what, what in the world is this all about? And, you know, he tried to do it with Mickey Mouse Park, eight acres next to the studio. Burbank wanted nothing to do with it. The city council shut him down. And so then he dreamed bigger, 160 acres, Orange Grove and Anaheim. And, you know, he throws everything at that project. And, you know, they get it open and opening day is a disaster. I mean, just an unmitigated disaster. And the, the press just, you know, skewered him the next day. You know, Walt's dream is a nightmare you know Disneyland is 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 Walt's folly and you know uh, his brother didn't think it would work lily wanted nothing to do with it oh. but uh, by Labor Day they had welcomed their 1 millionth guest and it's it's interesting because you know Walt again more failures than successes and he kept reinventing himself and reinvesting over and over again it wasn't was not until he built Disneyland that he ever had any true financial success and financial security. Yeah. And the only time he did anything where people were like, you know, Walt, this is good and we're all behind you. And they didn't question the investment. They didn't question the spending. The only thing Walt ever did that he didn't have any doubters or any questions was Mary Poppins. Okay. And and Walt was like, oh, my gosh, this might fail. Because, <laughs> like, he was so used to all of the doubters yeah. that he started doubting himself. Uh. Um, and it's sort of sad because Mary Poppins, you know, is in development like 63. I think it was released in 64. Mm-hmm. And then Walt dies, you know, two years later. Mm. And so you think about this guy who, you know, is this creative genius and all of these successes and changes our world what does he get like two years of resting on his laurels and then he's gone <laughs> so yeah yeah which you makes know, this
0: he's... current time frame not that long and exactly. hopefully not that long and everyone i mean this is not just the travel industry but everyone's reinventing themselves everybody's finding a different angle and being resourceful so this is a good good lesson to learn yeah And And I
1: think the other important thing, I was teaching history of California in in this most recent semester. And, you know, literally like midway through, uh, we had we had spring break and then I never saw my students again. We went to remote instruction. Yeah. And I I, I told my students, we're no longer learning history. We are living history. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think all of our listeners need to realize that's what we're experiencing right now. But there's going to come a point where this is over and the world's going to pick back up again. It might not look like what we remembered it. It'll be different. Mm -hmm. But we are going to look back on this and it will be history. Yeah. And um, we're going to say, you know, we, we did things this way, but now we do them that way. Yeah. And, you know, the folks who are innovating, the folks who are pivoting, the folks who are resourceful today are going to be way more ready for what the new world looks like when we move forward. And when we open up, than you know, the folks who are just like, you know, ah! and, you know, <laughs> wishing it wasn't happening. Because Yeah. Is
0: happening. Yeah. Okay. So because it is VE day, I mean, we've got a pretty good overview and that's, re- we did a great coverage of it, which I appreciate, but because it's VE day, I would like to talk about the role of Mickey in World War II because I love <laughs> yeah. it.
1: Yeah. So um, again, you know, the studio was taken over um, December seventh, nineteen forty-one. You know, Walt made an immediate commitment. You know, whatever you need from the studio in terms of you know cartoons for uh, you know troop training, uh, you know animation films to you know help secure you know war bond. Uh, funding, mm-hmm. uh, they're yours and, and and we'll produce them at at cost. And it's kind of fun to go back into the archives and and see what the Disney studio, you know did. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them are, you know, just fun cartoons to watch. A lot of them, you, you sort of see them as almost political propaganda, mm-hmm. and uh, you have to view them sort of you know through that historical lens. Mm-hmm. I think what is maybe most interesting, Is a the fact that Hitler himself went after Mickey Mouse as, um, you know, this sort of vile, um, you know, uh, anti Semitic vermin, if you will. Mm -hmm. And I I write about that in, I think it's chapter three, listening to your quote unquote Walter Ego, (laughs) uh, because Mickey Mouse was Walt's alter ego. And I like the play on words there. Yeah, it's cute. But then, secondly, and, and this has kind of been lost in history. When uh, the Allied troops landed on the beaches of Normandy on D-Day, which is what ultimately led to V-E Day. Yeah. Um, the the password, uh, because, you know, you had, you know, troops who were going to end up meeting up with each other because it was a massive, massive operation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, initially, you know, maybe you're eating, meeting up with a friendly troop or maybe you're meeting up with a foe you don't necessarily know in the fog of war, they had to have a password to know, you know, are you friend or are you foe? Mm -hmm. The password on D-Day was Mickey Mouse. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yep. So, again, that indomitable spirit not only got us through the Great Depression, but it was Mickey Mouse who got us through D-Day.
0: Awesome. Thanks for sharing that story. I love it. Ah. Well, Jeff, before we close out, is there anything else that we might be missing or just, you know, want to leave the listeners or, in this case, video viewers with?
1: Well, I think we're all missing travel. Mm-hmm. And I think we're all missing, uh, at least I am, because, you know, we're used to going at least to Disneyland on a very, very, very regular basis. Yes. You um, and so, again, um, everybody hang in there. Uh, it, it's a it's a, it's a tough time but we're going to get through it. This will pass. It will become a part of history at some point. Mm -hmm. And so pause for a moment and at least appreciate the fact that you're living through history and, um, you know, people are going to learn it at some point, something that you're actually living through. And, um, you know, we have the opportunity to, to, to be resilient and, and, and be stronger as a, as a result. And, um, You know, if there's anything I can do to help, whether it's through the books, whether it's through the blog, whether it's connecting with you, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, through an email or through some sort of remote session, do not hesitate to reach out. Um, You know, I want to be a resource. I want to be, you know, as helpful as in in, in any way possible. Um, Like a lot of folks, I do have a little bit of extra time Mm -hmm. right now. And so, you know, don't hesitate to do that. Because, you know, again, you know, we're not all in, you know, the exact same boat, but I do think we have all been affected by this Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, anything we can do to help each other, um, you know, let's get through this together.
0: Yeah. And I should mention, Jeff is a professional speaker. And so normally at this time, he's just on the road speaking at like large pharmaceutical conferences and all those, I mean, would you do actuaries one year? Is that what you did?
1: I, you know, it's funny, people ask me like, well, what kind of groups do you speak to? And the answer is yes. (laughs) Uh, And uh, every, you know, I know, I mean, travel planners, uh, you know, what, 90, 95 percent of whatever got wiped out. Yeah. Every single uh, speaking event for me in spring of 2020. Wiped out. Yeah. I mean, I I, I feel it now. Fortunately, uh, you know, my university job is still there and, and, and still stable. So, you know, we, we're we're very grateful for that. And, uh, you know, I, I also am very fortunate because what was scheduled for spring of 2020 is also being rescheduled for spring of 2021. Okay. So, you know, it's, it's going to be okay. Yeah. It it might look different by the time we get to spring of 2021, Mm -hmm. who knows at this point, but, um, again you know we've got a little extra time you know right now and you know that's why we're doing more of the blog that's why we're doing more of this mm-hmm. it's part of our pivot it's part of our resourcefulness it's part of our innovating and so again I want to make my, myself more available uh, you know to whoever you know needs it because you know Disney is that that lift that spark that inspiration that motivation yeah. and um I know that we need that.
0: Yeah, and um, I know that people are struggling with money these days, but if you can get really good ice cream delivery to Jeff's house, <laughs> take payment in kind.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I still uh, very much have my, uh, my ice cream habit these days. That's,
0: hey, good. Don't give it up. All right, That's Jeff. Right. Well, I'm going to put your logo back on the screen. I took it down for one second because it was on your face. But now it's back on the screen before, and everyone can see your website. And wherever you see this video posted, you will see the link below where you can enter the giveaway for Jeff's books and his uh, guest lecture for your military group, your civic group, your Red Hat Society, Girl Scouts. I don't know. Boy Scouts, it would be right. a good time. All right. Well, thank you, Jeff, for being on the program. I appreciate your time.
1: All right. Thank you, Megan.
0: All right. Yep.